0: Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert?
1: This is dinner for a
0: set. Close enough. Hey, Jonesy. Hey, Pomp. Who do you think could come up with better intro questions for our podcast? Me or AI? Me or ChatGPT? What, what's that? Um, artificial intelligence. It's like, um, remember Terminator 2? The movie? Yeah, remember when the robots become self-aware? Yeah. Yeah, so AI is robots becoming self-aware. You're going to ask Skynet questions? I'm going to ask Skynet questions. I'm going to ask it to ask us questions. Okay. And we're going to judge whether or not my intro questions are better than AI. What do you think?
2: I'm good. I'm doing it. Let's do it.
0: Hey, Eric. Hey, Pomp. How do you feel about this?
1: Uh, I think this could go either terribly or it can go actually funny. I'm going to lean towards terribly. I have a feeling it's going to be terrible. Let's find out. Okay. I do want to say real quick though, I don't know if it's just in my head, but
0: that intro song sounded so much better on our new headphone amp. Oh yeah, we got new equipment, so thank you to, that was you Eric that bought it? Yeah, it doesn't, I don't, I don't need credit. No, I want to give you a shout out. So Eric got us a new headphone amp, so now we could hear much clearer. Our old one was, uh, was on its last legs. It, it had was, some noise. It had a lot of duct tape on it to keep the power running, <laughs> uh, and a lot of background noise. Um, but now it's nice and clear. I could yeah. hear you guys perfectly. It, like, it's weird to me. I could hear Jones's heartbeat right now. It seems a little elevated. <laughs> Should probably look into that, Jones. <laughs> I'm actually uh,
2: Brady Cardick right now.
0: Brady Cardick. Yeah. 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 I'm like at, Tom uh, Brady. I'm at sixty beats a minute. That's a good. That's a good rhythm. It's a good tempo.
2: It's actually kind of low. It's borderline hospitalization. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you might not be alive actually right now. Um, faint pulse, Jones. <laughs> We're gonna miss you. Don't die on the air. It'll get awkward.
2: Dude, I had a <laughs> like good run. Like,
0: do me and Eric finish the show if he dies on the air? I had a good run, y'all. <laughs> it was a good run. Yeah. You've, done, you've contributed a lot to the world. I and you, and you know think. what? You have 73 episodes of DFD for your loved ones to listen to, so you could still be there in spirit. Do we really have... There's probably even more that yeah. are hidden. Like, I feel like there's way more. We just we just don't know about them. Well, we had a couple that we, like, lost a file because we're idiots. <laughs> We had that one where me and you did upstate in a hotel room, Eric, and then I totally screwed up the recording. And yep. it just it was just me and then you in the back. It was like you were <laughs> recording from like a bathroom in another hotel room. Um, so that didn't. That would have been a good show too. It was a funny episode because you did it laying in bed. <laughs> you did the entire episode like under the covers. It was in the bed.
1: most comfortable I've ever been podcasting. Yeah, and I was
0: just sitting at like the 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 desk drinking like the the hotel room coffee, you know, like the when they give you the little pods. And, and we had the live PD uh, marathon on TV. We watched like 24 hours straight <laughs> of that live PD show. You know what that is?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. My dad watches that constantly. It's it was so good. Great. Yeah, they, he loves it.
0: They basically have, for those who don't know what it is, they have like camera crews all across the country filming live as cops go on, you know, calls. But they don't know which ones are going to be – interesting or not. So they keep them all going at the same time and then there's a guy in like a control center, probably in like LA or something, who's watching all of them and then he'll switch to the one that's doing something funny. It's like the NFL red zone I was going to say it's a like cops red zone. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh so we watched that for like 24 hours straight. Uh that was a good time.
2: You know, speaking of you being in bed and doing the show, so to to break the fourth wall for a second, right? We always record in the same room and we always sit in the same seats right like eric's always in a chair me and pomp are on the couch here what would happen if we switched seats and tried to do this show
0: i don't think i'd be able to yeah i think it's the same thing that would happen if you took ocean water from the atlantic ocean and drove cross country (laughs) and dumped it in the pacific ocean the apocalypse that's what'll happen
2: would it be like mentos and diet coke worse yeah way worse
0: that's good for a YouTube video. Ours is good for total annihilation of the human <laughs> civilization. Like
2: I'm not even superstitious about where I sit. It's more like I don't think I could do it.
0: If you sat where Eric sat, it would throw up my whole, yeah, my whole vibe. My whole feng shui would be off. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of feng shui, this is going to be a terrible segue. Uh, let's go back to AI. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Man, I hope this is good. Okay. All right. So I asked AI, give me a thought-provoking but silly question. That's what I asked AI, and it came back with this. Here's a silly but thought-provoking question for you. If you could only eat one color of food for the rest of your life, what color would it be? It's a terrible question. Terrible. I mean, I think the answer is uh, bre- re- brown. I don't know. Red brown? Reddish brown? What color is steak? Like steak, yeah. Steak and chocolate? Brown. I'm going to say brown. But
1: steak is pink when you first get it
0: yeah then you cook it and then you could eat it in this rule
1: okay fair enough i guess yeah because it's not acquiring it's eating right
0: yeah so then you could eat chocolate steak um what color is pizza red white and no no that uh, chat tpg just wrote me that question oh, really? oh yeah <laughs> 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 okay then i asked it for another one um and it, now it says, if you could only wear one color of clothing for the rest of your life, what color would it be? Okay, this is why getting unoriginal. Why is it unoriginal. obsessed with one color? And why is it always brown? I know. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, so one color of clothing. I know my answer. That's an easy one. Uh, but I want to hear yours. What's your color?
1: It would probably be brown. Yours? I mean, I guess. I'd love to say pink, but it'd probably be black. Yeah, I would say black. Goes with everything.
0: Um, okay. You'd look
1: ridiculous at a wake in a pink outfit. Yeah, that would be awkward.
2: Like, if I showed up with, like, brown overalls on and a brown T-shirt?
0: I would just think it was Tuesday. And, like, Timberlands? Holy crap, I just wrote another one, and it's got the same exact question format. If you could only use one word for the rest of your life, what word would it be? What? That's three in a row. Just so just if horrible. you guys are keeping score at home right now. I thought AI was supposed to be, you know, intelligent. It's clearly not. Um, I mean, my answer would be Station. Fair. would be my word very fair you know bill and ted's bogus journey keeping a gangster i
2: i have no thoughts of suicide but if i was stuck with only one word for the rest <laughs> of my life i might be you know
0: something along the lines of instruction on how to end it yeah it'd yeah. be terrible
1: yeah
0: <laughs> that would be so rough because like all the ways to tell people to kill you to like put you out of your misery will require two words and you won't be able to say it that's ultimate hell yeah. Just
2: the the word
1: kill.
0: Especially if you like, do
2: I got to kill somebody? I guess you
0: could point to yourself.
1: It's like (laughs) kill and point to yourself. What if your word was like sourbrot, though? How would you tell them? Yeah. Oh, my God. You'd be like
2: sourbrot. I'm like making like the... Like the across-the-neck movement right now? Like the, sour-brotten. Like, They'd be your, like, wait, cancel
0: your sour-brotten order? Like, I don't know why you're doing the <laughs> like neck Writing cutting. your writing your sour note would just be sour over and oh over. And God. God.
1: Oh, you can your sour
0: note. It wouldn't even be a suicide It would be your sour Like, if you could
1: only
2: use one word, right? It would still, you'd have to write the word, too. You couldn't <laughs> even, like... Yeah. Oh, that'd be...
1: That's brutal. You stupid Chad GPT. Chad GPT That sucks. That's stupid. We really wanted to incorporate you into the show, but you're fired.
0: Yeah. I asked it um, just now. Maybe this is a little bit better. Um, Give me some conversation starter questions. And now it gave me a couple of good ones. I mean, I wouldn't say good, but better than what we just got. Compared to what color would you eat for the rest of your life? Yeah. Okay, this one. Uh, What is something that you've been meaning to try but haven't gotten around to it yet? Jonesy.
2: Oh, man. Um, I want to make another hot sauce. Okay. So I I made a a jalapeno and dill pickle one like two or three weeks ago, which I am a jerk and I completely forgot to bring to you guys because I I bottled up like a whole case of it and I can give you guys a
0: bottle each. That's two weeks in a row now you've forgotten. Yeah, I know. You're a bad person. Hey, speaking of being a bad person, I got an idea for you. What if you make a label for your hot sauce, your jalapeno hot sauce, and the label is a picture of your face, but it's constructed Fully out of um, jalapeno peppers. And then you could name the sauce jalapeno face.
2: Jalapeno face. What do you think? I like that. Yeah? I like that, yeah. It's a good sauce. I want to make a tomato sauce. Not a tomato sauce, but like a tomato-based hot sauce. And I have yet to do that.
0: I have another idea for you. What's that? What if you made a combination of um, coleslaw... And hot sauce, and call it hot sauce. What do you think about that?
2: It's a good thing that I'm not trying to sell this stuff. Yeah, because that might uh, that might crash and burn.
1: Yeah, sauce is the best, but I don't know if I'd uh, buy that.
0: Spicy, a spicy hot sauce. No, it might be good. No, all right. All right, stick to your jalapeno face then.
2: I'm not (laughs) trying to sandbag you. I just have nothing to say about it. Like I'm like almost dumbfounded.
0: I'm like, could I? No, I don't think so. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so after listening to the questions from AI, Jonesy, make your uh, verdict. Who comes up with better questions, AI or me?
2: No, it's without a doubt you. Like it's not even close.
0: So I'm not being replaced on the show yet by AI. No, no, you've you've
1: lucked out this time, my friend. (sighs) Dodge the bullet. Dodge the boule. Should I do like an AI production piece for next week's show? Yes. Yes. And then also I'm going to try and find a toddler to come in the room and ask us questions next week, and we'll put Pomp up against that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. Who's better? Chat GPD versus a toddler versus (laughs) Pomp. Yeah. I think my daughter Emily could crush it with questions they're mostly toddler though i know but they're mostly mean against me like daddy why do you eat so many oreos (laughs) like don't judge me i get fat shamed by my daughter a lot it's very sad okay so jonesy you had a big show last night you played in uh the punk rock band the pistol whips oh
2: yeah i did i thought you were talking about like another podcast i'm like what (laughs) no i didn't no music show yeah we played a rock show for the first time in 10 years these guys played for the first time in
0: uh What instruments did you play for for this band?
2: I played guitar, I played keyboard, and I sang.
0: Nice. How'd you do?
2: It was awesome, man. The room was packed. Uh, We saw a ton of old friends, uh, made a ton of new friends. My wife finally got to see me play a show after this much time because I, I just haven't had the opportunity to play a show. Oh my, it's been that long since you've played live music? Yeah. The last Deciding Tonight show was shortly after I met Terry, but she was on vacation. Wow. So she couldn't make it to that last show.
1: That's wild. That was a good show.
0: Where did we play?
1: Amityville.
2: Yeah, it was the.
0: Oh yeah,
2: that was fun. The Wings of the Whale uh, record show.
0: That was a good show.
1: No, I can't believe you remember that. Yeah, that was the show that we were somehow advertised below the Beach Boys in uh, on the concert website on the on like Google. Really, it's like it was oh. like Beach Boys Jones Beach Deciding Tonight Amityville. Oh, it's like, amazing. That was the order. Oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> I mean, same level of fame, obviously. We've made the same amount of money in record <laughs> sales over the years. I have a screenshot of it somewhere. I have to look for it. Uh, that's awesome. Um, I got another shout-out I got to do real quick. Today is my brother Tom's birthday. Oh. Happy
1: birthday, Tom. Tarty Tom. Tardy Good old
0: meet himself. Yeah. He's going to be late to his own birthday party. Tommy Crunch. Chami Chop Chop. So happy birthday, Chami. Chami. For those don't that don't know, Tom was also in Deciding Tonight. He was uh, definitely the... By far the best stage presence in our band. Would you agree? Yeah. He did the behind the back guitar playing. He yeah. played his guitar like a violin. The end of an
1: hour violin was uh, was pretty BA.
0: He also wrote some of our best songs. You know, he wrote um, She Walks Through Walls, which is a crowd favorite. Did you just
1: ask me that question?
0: Yeah, for, you know, for the sake of the show. Okay, because yeah, I, I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I was also in the band I Pomp, and I was there when we wrote it. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. So happy birthday, Chawmy! That um, would have made
2: way more sense to ask me that. Yeah. Oh, I actually, Jones, I didn't know that. Jones, did you know, did you
0: know that, that Tom wrote uh, "She Walks Through Walls"? He also wrote "A Siren's Melody," which are my two top two favorite songs. I think by Design Tonight.
2: I've been in the band for like fifteen years, and I didn't know that. Yeah, that's fantastic. He
0: yeah. wrote. I think he wrote most of the most of the best ones. That's um, funny, I wrote all the B the B list ones. I wrote um, What I've Become, which like nobody's ever heard. Eric, Eric doesn't even remember that oh, one. I love
1: it. It's on the Intents and Purposes EP. Yeah. I wrote... Um, which might be my favorite piece of recording we ever did as a band.
0: Yeah. Over but, the delusionist, really? Oh, yeah. I wrote Mary Hatchet. Although, uh, which was Tom, also
1: on Intents and Purposes.
0: I half wrote Mary Hatchet. I wrote it poorly as a song called uh, Take the Stage, and then we rewrote it, and then Tom came up with that cool guitar part that goes yeah, and that
1: made it, was good. it good. Mary, gotcha. this and is yeah. not here it was also on and purposes that yeah song slays.
0: yeah i don't know who wrote that one probably there was five songs on that right it was near rockaway Go, and ghost story ghost story that was
1: my favorite piece of recording we ever did
0: yeah for those listening who want to hear that ep i know you probably don't but you should because it's actually really good but it's not on spotify because we are uh locked up in some legal stuff with our record label who won't put it on spotify it's so stupid uh so we technically don't have the rights to that ep but we could send you a pirated version of those songs uh through you know through text message so (laughs) you want to hear them they're really good and i think they might be on youtube right didn't you put them on youtube or do they keep getting taken down by the record no they don't get
1: taken down they just get copyright claimed but the music stays up we just can't monetize them
0: oh that's crazy it's so stupid. Freaking wrote those songs, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you guys read the fine print when you sign a record contract, FYI. Um, uh, but yeah, if they're not up there, I definitely will put them up, like today ish. Yeah.
1: Who who owns the delusionist?
0: We do. We do. Yeah. We own all of them, technically. But that's the annoying reason, thing with
1: intents and purposes.
0: Yeah. We never gave up publishing rights. But, but for some reason this company Orchid keeps claiming copyright to all of our music. Yeah. That's it's more of a it's a it's more of a snafu than a real life thing yes. we never signed over publishing rights to any of our songs we're, we were smart enough to not do that and we have the contracts to prove it so it's it, like yeah um, so it's crazy and we're just too lazy to fight Orchid I, I did I gave are. it like
1: a hell of an effort once but like the label just doesn't get back to me yeah like it's it's really impossible because they're the ones that have to clean it up because they had the whatever deal with this other place
0: yeah they're, they're,
1: it was a distribution company whatever it was
0: yeah Maybe we don't have distribution rights. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Whatever. Long story short, um, happy birthday, Tom. And the Thanks ent- for writing great songs. And
1: the entertainment industry sucks.
0: Yeah. Oh, Tom also wrote um, uh, off the the album that you hate, but uh, other people like Cancel Your Reservations. He wrote this song no like, no uh, that, that I all. love called Catastrophe. No one loves and it no one likes that. And Ed Anyway. Bro. Okay. So uh, we got a good show for you guys today today we got i think it's things. a really good one um it feels so good to be back in the in the saddle last week was a was a good warm-up
1: last uh, week we did like two episodes in one
0: yeah um but this week we got a lot of good content we got a lot of um write-ins from from the uh listeners so we're gonna go through a lot of that today so um without further ado let's bring it into the feedback loop ado such a weird word yeah i don't even know what it means like do you bid someone adieu and without further ado are those the same adieu i don't know
1: if they're th- i think i bid you adieu is a different adieu
0: is that like french yes. a french adieu-, adieu and then uh without further ado is it english i believe so yeah Did you ever do adieu
1: i've done the do Did
0: you ever wasn't that the catchphrase like, for yeah. a while I, I every time i drink mountain dew i go you sing wilson phillips <laughs> yes and, and i go hand gliding <laughs> <Extreme>. <laughs> in, in a in a pickup truck with oversized wheels for some reason and like one of those like bars that i don't know why they have them and has extra headlights on them yeah
1: it's weird it's almost like you could have somebody standing there and holding on to that while you drive
0: yeah like i don't in, know the point in case you need a gunner in your, in your flatbed in case you're you know I grew up mowing like, down zombies yeah, yeah
1: i grew up like on like on Long Island, so I don't know what that's for. Yeah, I
2: gotta notice. ask you guys a question. Do you guys like Mountain Dew? I love Mountain Dew. Yeah, Hill. like the original Mountain Dew. Yes, like I the flavor of it? it. Yeah, because I haven't had it in so long because I cannot bring myself to open the drink case at Seven Eleven and pull out a bottle and have anybody see me drink that. Why? Because I feel <laughs> like they're thinking they're thinking I'm gonna
0: get in the back of a pickup and drive into into a tornado. <laughs> I understand what you mean mountain dew became synonymous in the late 90s early 2000s with being like a like a a bro like being like those the terrible people that you don't want to be um who scream things like extreme yeah so i feel like i'm
1: grandfathered in from an earlier time because we used to enjoy it at pizza hut yeah Uh, we'd have a picture of mountain dew with breadsticks and like rip cigarettes all day yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, for that old was days. like the good that was like the goodest of the old days.
0: Yeah. These are the reasons why I'm shocked I've made it this long in life and Absolute, I'm not dead. Absolutely. The amount of Mountain Dew cigarettes and pizza that I've consumed in my life. Um, it's not top, it's not it's not really conducive to a yeah. to a long and healthy life.
1: And Taco Bell has always had the contract with Mountain Dew, which has been excellent. And now they have this beautiful Baja Blast, which is like you're drinking paradise
0: you want to know a crazy – I found out a crazy little not-so-fun fact about why Taco Bell has Mountain Dew and Pepsi and everything. You guys want to hear it? Yeah. So when Pepsi was um, losing the the Cola Wars against Coca-Cola, one of the biggest reasons they were losing is because all the fast food places wanted Coke in their restaurant because that's what everyone asked for. So that's why when you go to McDonald's, it has Coke. Like a lot of other places had Coke back then. And Pepsi was trying to get these people to switch and to have Pepsi. And they're all like, no, because everybody pulls up and says, can I get a medium Coke? No one asked for Pepsi. So Pepsi got so desperate that they said, you know what? The only way we're going to get Pepsi in fast food chains is if we own fast food chains. So they bought Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. That's genius. They bought them and they're like, well, now we own them, so we're gonna put Pepsi in them. And that's also why when you go to any of those three and you go through the drive thru and you say, Can I get a like a medium coke? They always say, Is Pepsi okay? Because like this is like a remnant of, of, and this of that is time, why, and they're still trained to say that.
1: This is why I always order uh cola.
0: Just say cola? Do diet, you ever diet or, cola? Do you ever say a liter cola? Or now that you have a mustache. I usually just
1: say a diet cola.
0: Now that you have a mustache and are on dispatch at a police department, <laughs> you've essentially transformed into Farva from Super Troopers. Oh, amazing. So um, so that's my fun fact. So Mountain Dew, answer your question, it's delicious. It is I delicious. Just, I just don't have the the, the the self-esteem to be able to pick it out of the case and bring it up to the register at 7-Eleven.
2: I'm going to a party after this, and I'm going to show up with Mountain Dew, and I'm going to see if anybody says anything.
0: Dude, our friend Dave Aragona, who's been
1: – Alcohol-free for, like, what? Over 20 years. Over 20 yeah. years now. Still shows up with, like, a case of Mountain Dew cans when he comes to, like, a party or, like, a barbecue
0: or whatever. Yeah. yeah but he I feel really like
2: does. he's a different guy. Like, me and him are not the same.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, I think he, well, he, at first when he did it, it was, like, I don't know if he was being, like, funny. No, it's just always been his favorite soda. But it actually works out great for him because then he could play, like, beer pong and just fills his cups with Mountain Dew.
1: Mellow Yellow is also delicious. They're at uh, Arby's. So if you ever wanted to do that route cuz I know you're closer to Arby's, I you live, could just yeah. get a cup of of Mellow Yellow and it's it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I, I have it. Mr. Pib too.
0: The thing about Mellow Yellow, it's delicious, but the name just it, it invokes um, you know, thoughts of urine.
1: I guess if you, you know, if you I
0: guess like, if it's yellow, th- let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. I've never thought that, though, when having it. Yeah. Well. I think of that 60s song.
2: They call the mellow, mellow, yellow.
1: yellow. Yeah. Oh, I also yeah. think of Days of Thunder.
0: The Tom Cruise Days of Thunder? Yeah, the
1: car was sponsored by Mellow Yellow. What was his I name?
0: Dick Trickle? Cole Trickle. Cole Trickle.
1: Dick Trickle was actually a real NASCAR driver.
0: You know, if which makes met, it funny. If your last name is Trickle, don't name your kid Richard. Come on. <laughs> What are you doing? It's like Dick Butkus. Like what are you doing? Come on. Come on. Uh, anyway. Alright. You wanna do a feedback loop? Let's do a thing. Alright, hit it. That
1: was
0: feedback. Wow. We're we're professionals. Just so
1: we talked about that song on last week's episode, and I didn't truly realize until I, I listened back to the full show, which I usually never do. I had no clue this whole time that was me in that song.
0: What? Doing the Fat Boys sound? Yep. That's you really who, that's the, the whole that's what created the whole thing. Yeah, I
1: didn't know that until you said it on the show last week. That's also you saying feedback loop.
0: Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did I tell the story last week of how it all happened? Yeah. Oh, but so, I,
1: I guess it didn't really click when you were saying it.
0: All of that is just me and you, like Jones just took clips of me and like you I saying random knew, things on the show and then made it a song. I
1: always knew like the your parts were and like the <laughs> was it, but I didn't know the actual feedback loop was me saying that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you did that live on the air, like the, when we didn't have a, a production piece yet. We're like, uh, we need to have a like a we need to have like an intro music for this for this <laughs> segment, and you just makes me appreciate it that just you just did it. You just said feedback loop, and we. The rest is history Wow
1: you're good, Jones. you are good. yeah
0: oh another fourth wall break I want to do real quick. I don't know if people realize well, you guys wouldn't know this unless you've been a guest on the show um, every single time we have this weird superstition before we start recording <laughs> um, where an Eric sits in the produ- the producer spot so he hits the record button and has to you know do all the stuff to get it ready and every single time, even though Eric already knows to do it, just to like bust his chops a little bit. It started just to mess with him, but now it's become superstition. At this superstition. point,
1: I, I, I won't hit the button until it's done. Like yeah. It's actual superstition.
0: I say, hey, Eric, just make sure the right track is armed. And then uh, Jones goes, yeah, and uh, remember, hit R for record every single time. And uh, every single time. Like we will not record time. unless we both do that in the right order, too. And I, the reason I just brought it up is because right before we just hit record, after you know to start the segment i almost said hit r for record which would have thrown off everything because that's jones's thing to say and that's how superstitious we've
2: become we would have we would have had to have all walked out the room and then come
0: back in just like reset (laughs) and start over anyway okay so we got a lot of good feedback today uh jones you want to do um some of them and i'll do some of them or
2: so we put up a question on instagram last week and we were asking uh, about the tv show barry is that what it was
0: Yeah, Barry, uh, which is a show. I'll give a quick breakdown on the show, and then you can read the feedback. The show is on HBO. It stars uh, Bill Hader and Henry Winkler and a few other names who are not household names, but they're very awesome actors.
1: Just know whoever the gentleman's name is that plays Noho Hank will be like your favorite person.
0: (laughs) He'll be your favorite character in a very long time. On, on television um and the the story is it's a show about this guy, Barry Berkman, who is a um contract killer, so a professional hitman who's ex ex you know military who doesn't want to be a killer anymore he wants to become an actor and he starts taking acting lessons with Henry Winkler as his acting coach and it's just the story of him trying to become a normal person and how the life of being a hitman uh keeps catching back up to him.
1: And it's just terrific on all levels.
0: Yeah, it's so good. So what was the feedback?
2: So I, I gotta say I feel bad about that show because I've watched a couple episodes and I really, really enjoy it. I just can't find the like the time or like whatever to continue watching it. But it's the one show that I feel bad about. Like I'm super happy, like when you guys recommend TV shows to me to be like, Nope, not watching that. Like, Barry, I'm actually upset that I have not seen more of. So the feedback that we got from Instagram was that uh, it broke down to 44% said, yep, love it. 0% said, yep, but not feeling it.
0: 33%
2: said, maybe I'll check it out. And 22% said, what's Barry?
0: Yeah, wow. So that means that 55% of our audience has never watched it. It's crazy. 44% who watched it love it. And zero people don't like it, which means that it's a good show. Yes, and it's just not enough people. And are those
1: twenty-two percent who didn't know what Barry was, now they do.
0: Yeah, and you guys should really watch it. Um, I'll even put this as a recommendation. Like the show is that good. Now I will say this: it's it it start, like every season goes gets darker. Like it starts more comical. And gets darker and darker, and this last, this current season is like brutal, but but amazing.
2: We did the same thing with Ted Lasso. That's the TV show on Apple Plus, right? Uh, this one broke down to fifty percent. It's friggin' fantastic. Twenty nine percent, eh? It fell off. Four percent hate the show. Eighteen percent never
0: watched it. Now, this question was posed around the latest season of Ted Lasso because I think everyone could universally agree that like the first couple seasons were amazing so the first
1: couple I've loved I haven't even started the new season
0: oh wow well I'll say I'll say this the reason I put this up on Instagram was because I was reading a lot of stuff on Twitter that was anti Ted Lasso all of a sudden and I've never seen that before because it's usually like a universally loved show and I'm like I'm loving this season I don't know what's going on so let me see if maybe I'm I'm in the minority of actually thinking this is a pretty good season. Um and it seems to be pretty pretty com uh pretty uh uh common sentiment that it's not that's good. This from this season. a few people I've worked
1: with, uh they've said they're just they're just not really feeling this one like the other ones.
0: I would say what's probably causing that is and this is a guess, I have no idea, but maybe it's just Ted Lasso fatigue, right? Like every show eventually, like whatever makes it loved in the beginning, if you keep doing that same thing over and over again, it it loses a little bit of a, of its, of its charm. But I think what's really doing it for people is that this season has been a lot more serious, like about life. It's not so much about, Hey, how do we get this like goofy American football coach to teach, you know, to become a soccer coach in, 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 England. It's more about like people dealing with like real difficult things in life. So but I think it's great. I'm I'm in the it's friggin' fantastic crew, oof, but oof. a lot of people say it fell off. Before
1: next week, I'll catch up on the whole season and I'll give you like my true opinion. Deal.
2: I wanna move on to the question right now. I don't know why this showed up in our feedback loop, but I'm on fire about it.
1: So I woke up at five o'clock this morning because my dog sucks. And he had to go to the bathroom, which I guess is fine that he woke me up and didn't go in his cage. But like, then I was like kind of laying in bed, and I couldn't go back to sleep, so I threw this question up. I don't know why it was in my brain, um, aside from the fact that I had just had one of them recently. But I wanted to see like if everyone agreed with me. And I was a little shocked by these results. So the question is,
2: best macaroni and cheese? And best boxed. Yeah. And we only gave you two options. It was either Kraft or Velveeta. Now, what are the updated numbers? Because I know as
1: of taping the show, the the numbers might have changed. Okay. All right. So as of right now, Kraft is in the lead 55% to
0: 45%. That's mind-boggling to me.
1: Completely mind-boggling. So they pulled
2: ahead since when we made the show notes.
0: Yep. So it was Kraft versus Velveeta, and Kraft is winning. Yes. Meanwhile, Velveeta is actual, like delicious gooey cheese in a packet and And craft is is cheese cocaine
1: like it's cheese cocaine
2: can i I wait
0: eric for a hundred bucks yes i would snort the whole bag (laughs) and let me film it yeah and put it on youtube (laughs) okay i love that i didn't have to finish my sentence that's amazing
2: can i i need permission for two things right now number one can i be a little loud and number two can i curse
0: um you can
1: pop dropped an f-bomb on last week's show
0: i did Oh crap! Yeah, my I my heard, bad. Sorry, I heard it. Sorry, children, <laughs> for all the children that listen. Was- yeah, for all yeah for all the the minors listening to our show. My bad. Don't I'm, use that in school. You get in trouble.
2: I'm making an executive decision.
1: If Guardians of the Galaxy could be like PG or PG 13 and drop an f bomb in it, we could have one on the show. Okay. Right.
2: Um, to want- the people who voted for Kraft over Velveeta, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a bold move to say Kraft over Velveeta. Um,
2: it's garbage.
0: <laughs> Jones is really mad about this. And this is not a bit, by the way. Like, Jones was this mad before we taped. Yeah. Eric was mad, too. I mean, I'm mad, too, but not like they're like heated. Like, er, uh, Jones, check your pulse now on your Apple Watch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got to do things to Kraft to make it good.
0: Yeah. If I make a Kraft mac and cheese, I also add American cheese. After. I was going to say not only that, but you add heavy
1: cream to it as well. Oh, double yeah. butter. Which in turn, what are you doing? You're just like trying to
0: create Velveeta with a shittier flavor. Yeah. You're making Velveeta out of your craft because craft is terrible. Velveeta's great out of the bag. Craft is garbage. And it's this, you know, the owner of Kraft Mac and Cheese is the owner of the New England Patriots. Yeah. So, you know, they could all go to hell. Yeah. They could all go to hell. They could all go to heck and die. They yeah, go run, to and, H-E double yeah. hockey sticks.
2: And the guys who make Velveeta are like, they're good and they're in the charge of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like Joe Velveeta's a great dude. Great dude. He's a good Instagram follow too. He always posts stuff about oh, cheese.
2: Man, I'm um, friends with his grandson Jeremy Velveta on Instagram.
0: <laughs> oh, Jeremy v- Velveeta. Remember we used to hang out with him a lot. Yeah, oh, those good times. It's and I get the, it it shells. It just uh, looks cooler. Yeah, he elbows had a melt. <laughs> elbows. elbows. <laughs> Elbow macaroni could go to hell too. It's a stupid joint in your body anyway. Although ha- not having elbows would suck. Now that I think about it, um, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. <laughs> how, what else? What else? Like what? We should move on before Jones has <laughs> a freaking coronary.
1: I'm gonna keep an eye on it throughout the show, see if it changes again.
2: Yeah, I, I certainly need. It's day. been
1: fluctuating all morning.
2: Cause if if Kraft goes any higher than it is right now, I'm I'm bound to jump out this window.
0: Please don't. I mean, you could, but I you know, don't.
2: It's not that high up. Well, I'll, be, I'll be all right. You'll be all right.
0: Just let me film it so we could you know, have good <laughs> Instagram content. All right. What else we got?
2: We have What Are You Watching? And uh, a couple people have uh, some suggestions for us. Uh, this one comes from- Wait, Jen. wait.
0: So we asked the audience what they're watching, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. Like, we haven't gotten a recommendations yet from us. Yeah. Uh, so this one comes from Jen. She recommends uh, Ted Lasso, which we've already Yay. spoken about. Hell yeah. Uh, she recommended Ghosts. Yes. Which uh, I guess is about a Kia Optima
0: <laughs> time machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ghosts is a show that I've been. Yep. She said thanks for the Recco. Yeah. So, she gave us a shout out for, for recommending that on the show. Um, love it. And, Jen Canzone, you, you know, just a reminder, you're the greatest person on earth.
1: Do you remember the time that we got to pick her uh, Taco Bell meal that she was going to eat for the first time?
0: Oh my god, yes That was and amazing And she
1: loved it And I felt so proud I love that girl I miss She's her She's the greatest person i She's I'm a planner. great human being
0: Jen Canzone This is our open call For you to come on our show As a guest, please We
1: had so many fun times With Jen Canzone growing up
0: Do you think we could Get her on the show? You think she'd join?
1: I think she, I hope she would And I think she'd be great If she did
0: Yeah, this is an open invitation Whenever you want to be on the show uh, We record in Long Beach, New York 11561 That's our zip code Please come down. Please. Please. You make everything better. You're like the Velveeta cheese of people. <laughs> so thank you for that.
2: I'm Luke Warm on Jen Canzo. <laughs> Have you ever met her? Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh. Good riddance. Uh, well, she's going to be your new favorite person when you meet her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one comes from Blank Man. He recommends John Mulaney's Baby Jay, which is a new uh, sound special from John Mulaney.
1: On Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest John Mulaney
0: guy. Oh, you're missing out.
2: <sighs> I like this one because he's... Um, he kind of opens up a little more. He's not like this crazy persona like he talks about like his drug addiction and kind of getting sober and like he's a little more like a person, like a relatable person. He's not like some weird character that he plays.
0: Yeah, what I liked about uh this one. So for those who don't know John Mulaney's work, which sounds like Eric's not a big fan, um his le- his earlier stuff pre-rehab, um he was very His shtick is basically that he's this like really likable guy who looks like he's just like a like he looks very innocent. He's got like an innocent persona, but he's not like that's kind of his thing. And his earlier specials, he's very animated, very like high energy, uh, which he explains was because he was always (laughs) high on cocaine and Adderall before every show. Um, So then he went he went on a really bad bender. Uh, well he went on a lifelong bender of drug addiction and then his all his friends you know staged an intervention and he ended up going to rehab and and this is his first special out of rehab so he talks about the whole thing like the whole entire uh special is about you know how he landed in rehab and what life is like after. And his entire persona and vibe is different now. And he even says, he's like, I'm not going to be the guy you th- that I used to be because I'm not high anymore. So he's much more toned down, but it's it's a really good special.
1: Well, maybe I'll like him now. I'll give it a shot. I, just, I don't hate the guy. I just never really
0: got into his shtick. He does a whole, t- he tells like all true stories, like about true like, the whole thing. It's not even bits. It's just like real s- stories about like what happened. Like he talked about how, he realized he was getting so bad with drugs before the intervention that he, he like told his businessman, his like accountant to, uh, um, not let him take out money without asking permission for, for it first. Like he told his own account. And then the, he's like, the second I hung up the phone after that call, I was like, how dare he tell me what to do with my own money? Meanwhile, it was his idea, right? Like that's how crazy it was. So he started making up schemes to steal his own money from himself where he like, he took out money to buy a Rolex for twelve grand, and then sold it for six grand in cash so that he could buy cocaine. Like that's how crazy. Like in the same day. Anyway, it's a good special. Definitely check it out.
2: Uh, next one comes from Lucy. She recommends Modern Family. Solid choice.
0: Yeah, it's a great uh, show. Great show.
1: Phil Dunphy, top tier, top tier character.
0: Yeah, the whole that whole cast. Uh, this one comes from. Notch.
2: This one comes from Eric. He recommends Ancient Apocalypse.
0: Yeah, tell us about this, Eric.
1: Have you watched Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix? I keep trying, and then I forget. Okay, so um, top-tier show, basically, uh, I don't know if you know who Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson are.
0: I know who Graham Hancock is. Okay,
1: so he was basically shunned by like every type of...
0: uh, Anthropologist? Yeah, like in the world. I was going to say fast food restaurant. (laughs)
1: It'd be a lot funnier if it was. Yeah
0: because he's banned from Arby's
1: he's he's been trying to and successfully proving that there have been civilizations before we have documented
0: that just got lost in time
1: and his whole his whole thing is like the way that we're we're set up now with like everything we know about history nobody wants to like take the L on that and say they were wrong yeah But like he has like actual physical proof
0: that, you know, that's that's a great premise for a show. And also something that I I don't believe in because it's not a belief thing. I don't have any evidence or anything, but you'd love I I can't believe you didn't watch this. It it makes total sense because like the earth has been around for so long and people um, forget that not everything like most things like decay over time and they disappear. Like, the only things that we have left are things that, like, randomly got, like, frozen in time for, like, specific reasons. And we've probably – I think we've talked about this on the show before. Like, our civilization, so much of what we have done will get lost in time because it's all digital. Like, no one's going to be able to, like, you know, listen to this podcast, you know, 10 million years from now if there's Armageddon, right? Oh, it's even – it's yeah, what, even
2: more like apparent. Like, I I was trying to rip a bunch of CDs from a friend of mine yesterday. The process of, like, we were looking at each other like, we can't even play a CD. Like, a thing yeah. that everybody could do five, ten years ago. Yeah. Like, CDs are going to be gone. Yeah,
0: I do crazy. not have a CD-ROM drive in my entire house. Of all the random technology I've accumulated in my life, it's I crazy. can't play a CD. Yeah. And so, I love that concept, so I'm definitely going to watch it. So, so.
1: it's great because Graham Hancock's just, he's a great dude and he presents you with some good stuff. This guy, Randall Carlson, he's a, um, like a, like a catastrophe, like geologist. So his whole thing is he's trying to prove that there was like another ice age before the ice age that we know of.
0: And that's where a lot of things got lost.
1: Yeah. So like that killed off the first civilization, which may have been more intelligent than the second one.
0: It all, all makes sense. Like, people forget like, how much time has, you know, elapsed in the history of Earth. Like, the Earth has been around for billions with a B of years, and dinosaurs were only like 300 million years yep. ago, which sounds like, I mean, that's a really long time ago. And they were like from 300 million years ago to like 65 million years ago. So they had a good run. Yeah. Like, we've only been around for, like, 100,000 years or something, right? So, like, dinosaurs was a very long time period, like, that whole period. But, like, who knows? Like, maybe before the dinosaurs was, like, fully advanced civilizations with, you know, with, with, with spaceships and crazy technology. That's the whole And they got point. wiped out, and then there was nothing. And there was nothing for a while, and then came the dinosaurs. Go watch like, this Maybe show. the dinosaurs were after something crazy before that. Dude, like, we go watch know. Go watch this. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'm in. It's
1: like right in your
0: wheelhouse. You had me at hello. It's fantastic. You had me at Hancock. <laughs>
1: this one comes from <laughs> Arnone.
2: Not
0: sure which one. Uh, Mike Arnone. It would be Mike.
2: Oh, okay. I, I don't know how to read
0: this. From. Right. The show is called From.
2: Oh. From. <laughs>
1: On... Jesus.
0: All right, so I What's don't know on? what I don't know what channel it's on, but you watch Epics. the show. It's on Epics, okay. I was wondering why that was like blanked out because I was supposed to ask you before the show what uh. what, <laughs> what network goes on. Then I forgot. All right, so fr- do you guys know what
1: From is? No, From is the closest show we've gotten to Lost since Lost. Okay, and it's excellent. Oh wait, I know this one. It, it stars this the one- Harold Perrineau, who was. Walt 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 right or Michael
0: Um, Walt was his kid so he was Michael okay on lost yep
1: um he was also an Oz yes he was August August Augustus yeah yeah Uh, he's the sheriff of this town and from and it's that old chestnut where once you get into this town you can't they you can't figure out how to leave it
0: so you're stuck there forever
1: but at night things come out of the woods so everyone has to be like boarded up indoors, not near a window. You can't look outside throughout the night. And it's a, a super awesome mystery that he is fantastic as the lead in. And I rec- I can't recommend it like anymore. Like it is so good. Okay. All right. And it's on Epics, which isn't like a crazy TV show channel.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't even know. how. But to-
1: season two just began and it's
0: awesome. All right. I'm going to watch that too. So
1: me and me and Mr. Arnone have been watching it since Jump Street, and we love it. Awesome, awesome.
2: He also recommends Succession on HBO.
1: Um, I don't know if he recommends it. He wrote Succession Session when he sent us this really? S-U-C-K oh. session because I know he started it recently, but he wasn't enjoying it from what we talked about the other day.
0: Yeah, I watch it, and um, I, it's one of those shows where you can, like, skip multiple seasons and still be like into like still watching it it's not it's not great i don't know why people love it so much it's so like it's basically um these kids of the uh, their billionaire father like trying to like take over the, his company and like fighting with each other over it but they're just like spoiled a-holes and See, they're just like terrible people this they're is just, why like, not good people. i
1: haven't started it because that's just like couldn't be much farther from my life and honestly, I don't care about people like that.
0: Yeah, they're terrible people. It's just not <laughs> enjoyable. There's no one to like root for on the show. There's one guy you could root for. He's like, but he's like the doofy guy. He's like a doofy cousin that's like the only good person Who on the show. Who plays him? <sighs> he's a really tall dude. Not the
1: Ginger, right? Because I hate that guy.
0: Is it the Ginger?
1: Isn't the guy from Homeland in this?
0: Oh, no. You're thinking of uh, Billions. Billions. Same show to me. Yeah. No, that show jumped the shark a long time ago. <laughs> um, i don't even know his name he's just really tall dude i don't even know his name on the show oh his name's greg on the show his name is Shaq. his name is shaquille o'neal i'm gonna
1: go look him up while we're here all
0: right uh next one comes from puma
1: he's
0: a
2: he's pissed that i only gave 75 percent effort when i wrote the intro music for his podcast he uh does a podcast called the spar in it's puma and fossil um
0: Oh, this is from last week, right? Because yeah. you, you said that you, you don't give it as much effort when <laughs> it's someone else's show when you do your production pieces.
2: Now, I'm also going to say that I do not recall ever saying that, but I think <laughs> you I did. did. A pre- I think I did a pretty good job on Pumas. Uh, so they have like a boxing podcast, and they're really really good. Like I recommend that everybody check them out. They're on Spotify, the same places that you can get this show. They're also
0: on. We should have like a. We should just set up a. Um, like a, a, a family of podcasts And create a channel By the way, we can do that And we should have the spar And be part of it If they want to be Yeah, I agree We should also listen To the production piece That you did for them On the air now Yeah, we see, should And totally. see if, if you If you mailed it in Or if you really did Put some <laughs> effort into it
2: Alright, yeah I'd, I'd like you guys' feedback
0: Alright, let's let's uh, let's play it Eric, hit it
2: It's time For the main event It's the With your hosts, Puma and Fossil. Oh, that's a
1: knockout, dude. That's great. Who's the chick
0: that did the? Uh, ooh, that's a knockout. Oh,
1: that's my wife.
0: Oh, nice. Good. Oh, yeah. weird, because I was just got attracted to your <laughs> wife uh, <laughs> inappropriately. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel like that. That's pretty cool. He had asked me to do like a like a '90s hip hop intro. Yeah, it's perfect. And I did my best, uh, like Bruce Buffer, over it.
1: I'm just gonna let you know a little behind the scenes secret. He lo- he loves the he loves the song. He's played it. I've heard it on his phone so many times. <laughs> it's
0: his ringtone now. Whenever someone calls him, it's awesome.
2: It's well, awesome. I, I love it when people love the piece.
0: No, that's a great piece. You you did not mail that in. You no have way. mailed it. I've seen you mail it in before, on some production pieces. I'm
2: not gonna lie. I definitely have but that yeah, wasn't one of
0: them. That was not one of them. You did, can I tell you what I think your worst production piece ever was? The worst one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What do you think it is?
2: Um. See, here's my problem. I have a lot that I don't remember if they ever made it into a, an episode or not.
0: Okay. Well, I'll tell you mine. And it's, because we, we do spend a lot of time telling you how amazing you are because you are amazing. But you did a stand-up comedy one. Do you remember that one?
2: Oh, where I bombed like on purpose?
0: You bombed on purpose, but it's like, it's even though the bit is that you're bombing on purpose, you're still as the audience have to listen to a bad stand up act. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like, remember that. Uh, it, it's
2: you, really it's not good. Yeah, then and it's o-
0: it's only bad because the because it was you can't make it good because you're you're making a, a bit about bombing, so it just was a bomb.
2: <laughs> there was that one, and then there was another one where. Uh I don't know why I did this. I really don't remember. Like this was I think this was back in the days when we were doing like a themed episode. I read "Goodnight Moon" but in the voice of uh, the devil. <laughs> yeah, he did. And there's like screaming in the background. Yeah, it was there. for
1: the episode where I married uh, the the devil's daughter. That we the guys go to hell.
0: Oh, that's back when we in the lost episodes. Yeah. So f- for those who are maybe new newer listeners to the show, um, you'll notice when you go on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever. Uh, that the first episode is actually episode nineteen the reboot, and that 's because there was eighteen episodes before that that we had to uh take down because we like broke every like copyright law ever by playing like full songs of bands that did not give us permission to play their music um but those episodes were very experimental, very weird, they were fun in their own right, they were fun for us <laughs> i don 't know if the audience liked it, but it was basically we would do like this like there were like stories like it was like improv storytelling and we went so far down a rabbit hole that it was like one of the episodes was like it was called uh, like soundtrack to the end of the world and so we, we like said all the songs that you would listen to and all the stuff you would do on your last day on earth if it's the end of the world and then after that we're like well after after that um if we're dead like where, where does our, our joke go and so then we were like well we, what if we go to hell like we die and go to hell and then we just did like three episodes of us going to hell and all the random things that happened in hell to us like how they got how they tortured us and stuff like that and then you ended up marrying the the devil's daughter uh-huh and uh it just got weird was roommates with buster Poindexter. Buster, buster point Poindexter.
2: i'm not gonna lie i never want to listen to those episodes ever again
0: <laughs> you don't want to <laughs> And we also—that's when we got a lot of our like non-professional entertaining uh, friends to just like come on the show, and it just things got weird. It just got weird. Yeah, it was a—it was a weird time. So we call those the lost episodes. If you guys ever want to listen to them, we could email them to you because they're illegal to put up on our stream. <laughs> um, this next one comes from James McCann and James. That's—that's that's not what
2: I said. You, you said, said James.
1: James. <laughs> James. All right, Who needs an S?
2: It's a stupid letter anyway. This one comes from James McCaff. <laughs> he says, because of Jonesy's Dusty Rhodes impression, I've been Googling Dusty Rhodes clips, and now my Instagram algorithm keeps suggesting Dusty Rhodes fan pages, which I don't see a problem with
0: none, in the least. None whatsoever. No. Um, I think your Dusty Rhodes impression is better than the real Dusty Rhodes, just just FYI.
2: Dusty oh. is like in, incomprehensible
0: most of the time. Oh, by the way, another thing I did with AI before <laughs> – and I just texted it to Jonesy. Um, I asked Chat GPT to write a Dusty Rhodes wrestling promo for us, and it did it jonesy you wanna you wanna can, you can wanna I? perform the AI generated Dusty Rhodes?
2: This one's for you, Jane McCann. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something, baby. When I step into that ring, I'm not just fighting for myself. I'm fighting for every man, every woman and child that's out there that's ever been told they can't do something. I'm fighting for every person who's ever been told they're not good enough. And when I get in that ring with my opponent, Jack, I'm going to show them what it means to be the American dream. Because that's what I am, baby. I'm the American dream. And when I'm done with my opponent, they're going to know it too. Woo!
0: Flawless. That was a flawless rendition. One take, flawless. One take on the air live. No practice. No practice. And that is word for word what AI wrote. (laughs) He just read that word for word. Well done, man. You're a freaking pro.
2: Craft is powder. Are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stop thinking about it, man. Let it go. Let it go.
1: So I noticed, like, just to jump ahead for one second, you put up a thing this morning on what we should talk about on the show. And Lucy had actually wrote more Dusty roads, LOL. Well,
0: there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Look at us. We deliver. <laughs> What's next? Uh, so our next uh, segment is recommendations. So Ooh. Which means we get to hear the best the production best piece song. ever written. and uh, Best really production
1: song. Best production piece to me is the, still the Kia Optima time machine. I don't think that'll ever get beat.
0: Um. I don't know. The two of them are. Are the thing about recommendations is we could play it every single episode and it never gets old. If we, if we played the Kia Optima one, it would. Get... Yeah, because they're different. This is a song. Yeah, they're both great. I don't want to rank them. I want to just put them. At You're the right. Both well, you started top, by top. telling him which was the worst. So. I just think it's important for us to call out the ones that aren't great. So I, don't, that, I don't have. A so worst. that it doesn't sound like BS when we say which ones are actually great. Like sometimes we have to be like, yeah, that one was you know mid. You know. Fair enough. But this one is far from it. This is Recommendations. Eric, hit it. So I got a few uh, recommendations for for the crew today Um, My first one I just started watching yesterday And I really like it Um, Star-studded cast uh, For a show that shouldn't be good But it is I'm not going to say it's amazing It's not going to win any Emmys But it's really friggin' entertaining And it's called Bupkis on Peacock And it's um, quasi autobiographical on Pete Davidson. I know. I already see Eric's face. You guys can't see Eric's facial expressions when I talk to him, but he just gave me like the ugh face. Um, It stars Pete Davidson as himself. Edie Falco plays his mom. His grandfather, who's like a main character in the show, is Joe Pesci. And his uncle, who's also a main character in the show, is... Uh, the really tall guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. What's his name? Dolph Lundgren. No, not him. Oh Something Garrett. Brad Garrett. Brad, Brad Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. And Bobby Cannavale is also one of his uncles, who's also a big part of the show. And it's um, wait,
1: him and Br- him and Brad Garrett aren't the same person.
0: Cannavale. And, they're very similar. Well, they're very similar. They're, they're perfect. Very similar. They're perfect for being on the show. So the whole. Premise is it's like Pete Davidson's life for like his real life, like living with his mom in Staten Island. He's famous, so he uh, did a
1: movie on that and now he's doing a show on it. Yeah, Jesus, Pete, we get it. Yeah, you're proud of your life for some reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think his big thing I think the thing that makes him so likable uh, and also hateable at the same time. I was about to say, he's very likable. He's he's split down the middle, like he is, people can't get enough of him, but they also love to hate him. I think part of his shtick is that he's kind of like, like, you know, he still lives in his parents, his mom's basement, and you know, he's still kind of like a dopey Staten Island kid, you know, even though he doesn't have to be anymore. But Joe Pesci like knocks it out of the park in the show. Um, Brad Garrett too, it's amazing. So I highly recommend it. Uh, Like I said, it's not going to win any Emmys, but it's very entertaining. That's my first one. Now, the, my next two recommendations are actually songs, and they're cover songs. One is a punk cover of a like singer-songwriter song, which is one of my favorite songs of all time, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. There's a punk version of it by a band called um, Unwell. Unwell, Fast Car, one of the best punk covers I've ever heard. And then the second one is an acoustic version of a punk song, which is damn it by blink 182 covered by a band called figure it out so figure it out damn it acoustic those are my two fast car great song
1: um just the other night at work i watched uh blink they played coachella oh yeah and like the set started at like 1 a.m it was perfect i was able to watch it at work and it was really good yeah they're awesome man. like no they didn't used to be though
0: they used to suck live. They
1: were terrible live, like really bad live. But like it was a really good performance. Good for them. It was. It was
0: awesome. They learned how to sing.
2: I saw them a couple of years ago when Matt Skiba was playing guitar with them, and they were fantastic.
0: I think Matt Skiba is was a great addition to Blink One Eight Two. I'm kind of bummed that he's not in the band anymore, but I get the original trio. It's kind of
1: nice to see what's his nuts back. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know which one's which. Who's Tom DeLonge? Which one's Mark Hoppus?
0: Mark Hoppus is the one that never left. He's the deeper voice.
1: So Mark Hoppus is really good. Tom DeLonge's voice isn't the best, but it's like way better than it used to be. And it made the performance very enjoyable. It was was good.
0: What I liked about when Matt Skiba joined Blink was he brought the alkaline tree. Oh, well, let me start over because I don't know if everyone knows who all these people are, but... Matt Skiba is the lead singer of a band called Alkaline Trio, and they're friggin' awesome. We love them. They are in like the pop punk world, but their songs were much more they were darker, a little bit more serious, just a little bit more like grown y than like Blink 182's like kind of cheesiness. So when Matt Skiba joined, the the blend of the Blink 182 poppy catchiness mixed with a little bit more seriousness of Matt Skiba, I thought made for great music and one of the, uh, like the breakout song on that, for that lineup was the song Dark Side.
1: And I don't really like myself without you, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't know the I name of it. I don't know what the name of it, yeah. it was, that one.
0: Yeah. But but Dark Side is like my daughter's favorite song. So uh they did a good job there. But anyway, Blank 182. The song Damn It is one of those songs where because it's like a like a fast, poppy, kind of silly punk song. You don't realize that the lyrics are actually really deep and meaningful until you hear an acoustic version of it. And it's like a tearjerker. It's a very, like, it It, it gives you the feels. So, highly recommend it. And that's it. That's my story.
1: I listened to them on my drive home.
0: Nice. Jones, you got any recos? I have a couple. Uh, some things that I saw on
2: Netflix over the little break that we took. Uh, so, one of these things, the first one I'm going to say is, uh, it's not new. It came out in January, but our last episode was in November before this, so we didn't have an opportunity to talk about it. There's a show called Kaleidoscope and it's it's kind of like a it's a show about this guy who gets out of jail and he wants to put together like a like a heist like a they're going to rob something out of a vault somewhere that's like super duper secure. And there's a couple of episodes that are all like varying lengths. I want to say like one was like the shortest was like 45 to an hour and the longest was like an hour and a half. The cool thing about it was that you can let netflix decide the order in which you watch the episodes so each episode takes place in a different time like one is like seven days before the the heist one is like the day before the heist one is like 25 years before the heist one is after the heist if you let netflix choose the order the heist is always the last episode which kind of makes the most sense so you'll watch like the other five or six before that, and then the last episode. Uh, it's really, really good. The old man is played by John Carlo Esposito, who was uh, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, and he's been in a whole bunch of things.
0: He's also Moff Gideon, yeah. yeah, in Star Wars and Mandalorian. So here's my—he's thing. He's also Italian. I don't know if people realize that he's like born in Italy. No, I didn't know that. Huh? A little fun fact for you. I
1: thought he was Peruvian for some reason.
0: No, he's born in born and raised in Italy, huh. and. uh um plays a lot of hispanic characters though yeah, for some whatever reason. works man whatever whatever gets the
1: money so i i hate um heist movies or stories it's just not my thing i don't get into them this i dug for the simple reason that you could watch them in any order i think that's a great take
0: on freedom i, I it's a great i love the idea of just trying to experiment with formats of of, of entertainment. And so I I applaud them for that. I did watch a few episodes of it, but like, I'm with you. Like heist shows in general, like just don't do it for me. So like, the the format was awesome. The idea that everyone's watching it in a different 100%. order is super cool to me. But the um, actual subject, I didn't really care too so much about, I loved, so uh, I had a hard time. Black finishing
1: Mirror, it. Uh, Boulder Boulder Snatch, Bandersnatch, Bandersnatch, <laughs> Boulder Dash. <laughs> A uh, hogwash. Yeah. <laughs> time <laughs> foolery. That one was nice because you could direct it the way you wanted it to go, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. Choose your own adventure. Yeah.
1: Heists just aren't for me, though. Like, I made it through the first 10 minutes of the Oceans movies, and I've never never watched any of them fully. Yeah. Oh, I just, man. I just can't do it. It's not my thing.
2: And on the flip side, like, the Oceans movies, like, even the newest one with all the all-female cast, love them. Why I have them on Blu-ray. I watch them all the time.
1: To each his own, sir. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh next thing I want to recommend is uh Netflix has a golf documentary called Full Swing. Uh it follows the a couple of uh PGA pros as they play the tour. Um like the first episode for example has uh they follow uh Jordan Spieth and uh Justin Thomas who are both like younger golfers who came up together. They're like best friends. So they travel from event to event. They kind of like compete with each other. But there's you're seeing like a side of these guys that like the, the you don't ever get on TV like on TV they're just playing the game and there's a commentator who comments on their actual shots but as far as like how they are you you know like I think more people would be into pro golf if they knew the personalities behind these people
0: I'll check it out um you know,
2: like there's a lot of storylines that go on there's like the old the, like the old master who comes back and you know he's like trying to like hang with the new guys and the new guys play like a different style of golf than the older guys did.
0: So now like the older guys are having to catch up to the younger guys. Does uh Will Smith show up at any point and like <laughs> as a ghost and, and like bagger ha- Vance and helps them win the, the masters and then slaps them.
2: Uh, I want to say there's a Kevin Costner reference in here somewhere. Sick tin yeah. cup. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. What's it called? Full swing. Okay. I'll check it out.
2: It's really, it's, it's, one of my favorite things like I, I mean i love golf to begin with I, I play as much as i can so
0: awesome well speaking of swinging um, did you know that uh, if you want people to know that you and your like significant other are swingers you put a pineapple on your front porch
2: yeah that's like a big thing
0: so i have an idea for a prank <laughs> <laughs> we should go to like a supermarket and just buy a bunch of pineapples and so just I'm in. and just put pineapples on all our friends porches what do you I'm think in.
2: Every single person that voted for Kraft Mac and Cheese is getting a pineapple. 100%. Yes,
0: and everyone who said they hate uh, Ted Lasso is getting a pineapple.
1: <laughs> and a beating. And a beating. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just have one more thing I yeah, want to Yeah, this is the one I've been waiting for you to bring up. Uh, the Gentleman, which is a Guy Ritchie movie, which apparently came out a couple years ago and I never saw it. Yeah, it's it, it's good. Yeah, it popped up on Netflix, and uh, it's another like Guy Ritchie movie. He was the guy who
0: directed Lox Mach 2. Lock, stock, lock, smock, it's, it's about an art teacher who gets, who gets <laughs> stuck inside of her art smock. It's brutal. Anyway. Yeah. So
2: he directed lock, smock and two smoking barrels. He directed uh Sno- snarch. <laughs> snarch. <laughs> Snatch.
0: snarch. Um, Snatch.
2: He's got like,
0: he's, he's do we like, have to get Jones like a podcast coach? <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's an English guy who uh, directs these like kind of fast paced, like quick talking movies, you know? Uh, This one uh, stars our old dude, Matthew McConaughey, as uh, he is like a drug dealer in England, and he's like trying to sell his business and get out, but there's a bunch of things that happen that kind of prevent him from getting out of the business. It's really, really good. You should all watch it. Netflix is adapting it into a TV series. I have seen
1: it, and I thought it was incredible. I thought it was excellent.
2: Yeah. They're adapting it into a TV series, and they have a bunch of big stars signed on, so there's
0: going to be a continuation of the whole and you story. had
1: good stars in the movie too. Yeah,
0: I love that movie. I've oh, watched, nice! Was, I've watched it like, like three times. I didn't know if you'd seen it. Well, I, w- I was, you know, waiting to, to let you guys know that I've already recommended this movie on, on the, the I podcast. Don't, I don't believe you. Um, you. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, the thing is, it was one of those movies that you know came out right as the pandemic hit, so it got lost in the shuffle and like it didn't get its like theatrical time in the sun, so to speak, because movie theater shut down it was like terrible timing when it came out huh. but it's so good it's such a good movie um yeah highly recommend i mean colin farrell's best performance in a movie ever i think is in this movie it's up there with like in bruges it's, yeah may i think better but so, oh tide Tied in bruges, is pretty, oh, in bruges good.
1: is pretty damn good yeah,
0: yeah. Was,
2: was you grant the main guy in the gentleman he was one yeah. of the guys he was like a reporter yeah, he was he was great in the gentleman in that role that was that's right. Up uh, he
1: was also great as the villain in the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, was that good? Yeah. Oh, Surprisingly. Yeah, good for him. It was like funny, great action. I thought it was pretty damn good. And I watched Renfield as well,
2: which oh, I with enjoyed. A, with Nicholas Cage? Yeah, I enjoyed oh, the crap man. out of it. Dude, I I was at work the other day and we have these big like 30 foot wide TVs at work. And they, they're supposed to be for showing police work stuff, but they never are. We just watch movies. They watched for whatever reason the two Ghost Rider movies with Nick Cage. Awesome! I had never seen them before. I don't. Under, I I completely understand why people don't like them, but I love them.
1: I love them too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Nick Cage is the man. He I gets like Nick bad Cage. Rap. He gets yeah. a bad rap.
1: But this movie, Renfield, brutal action scenes. Yeah. Like limbs ripped off. Like I could, I, I didn't know really where they were going. Like how the movie was going to be laid out. Yeah. Badass. Oh, nice. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Enjoyable, and he's so funny as Dracula, Like, it's great. Oh, That's speak, awesome.
2: Speaking of Cage also, so I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast the other day, and he had Paulie Shore on. Paulie Shore is Nick Cage's next-door neighbor,
0: right? That's crazy. Could you
2: imagine those two, like, living next to each other and having to interact?
0: That sounds like a production piece to me. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Paulie has a, a really bad 90s cover band that plays in his garage, and he must drive Nick Cage crazy
0: with how bad they are. Oh, boy it sounds like ripe for a production piece weird
1: you just brought up Poly shore because over this past week i've been revamping my um my digital movie collection on my server and i created a a, a collection a collecting playlist of just Poly shore movies and i upgraded them all to the blu ray downloads no more 720p's nice. and uh, i've just been ripping through his his top tier flicks his that- in the army now and his jury duties and his uh Son in law. I mean just top tier comedy.
0: He was on top of the world. Yeah, Encino man. Bio, what a, what Biodome was right up there. Biodome, yep. What an unexpected movie star, right? Like yeah. who'd who would have thought that Pauly Shore would, would be the leading man in so many great 90s. movies, yeah. Yeah,
2: it was like with Some Butthead culture. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I,
0: I wasn't gonna do
1: a recommendation. I actually said I wasn't gonna, but you brought up Brad Garrett, which made me think of something else that I've been watching lately. On Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil. Oh, yeah. Um, Phil Rosenthal, who was the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, he just, tra- each episode is him traveling to a different location in the world and trying their cuisine with people from the area. And it's just so easy to watch. And like, he's a funny dude. It's just wonderfully enjoyable. Yeah. So that's my wreck. It's nothing special. It's nothing crazy. If you want something to just throw on when you don't want to think, when you don't want to pay attention, like that's it. It's really good.
0: Yeah, you know, um, in that same vein, because I, I watched that. I watched a couple episodes, and it's really good. Um, he's like a just like a likable dude. He's a likable dude. Yeah. If you want a more serious, like food travel show, that's also amazing. Just a little bit different. Like it's totally different, like style, but it, it it's amazing. Is Stanley Tucci uh, searching for Italy? It's fantastic. Yeah
1: and one that's similar and also a little different than that is Gordon Ramsay does one. It's actually on Disney Plus. What's it called? I don't remember the name. If you just try Gordon Ramsay it comes up. Okay. He travels to different locations. So say it's like Iceland, right? Yeah. He'll meet up with like a top chef in Iceland at the beginning of the episode and they are go they at the end of the episode they compete against each other by cooking a meal for like Whether it's a group of people or like a famous person or like a politician, whatever it is from that country, he squares off with this person who's been cooking that cuisine his whole life and he doesn't really know it and he has to use only ingredients he finds himself while he's there.
0: That's a cool premise. And it's
1: a really cool premise because Gordon Ramsay is such a likable dude too. Yeah. And like he meets up with just like regular people. And, like, get stuff from their garden. Or, like, they teach him, like, this insect is very tasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he tries everything and he does everything. Like, it's 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 an enjoyable show. That's awesome. I love stuff
0: like that. Yeah, that sounds awesome.
1: You get beautiful scenery, which is one thing that I love to watch, like, in traveling shows. Yeah. Then you get the cooking aspect and seeing all these different dishes, which makes it even
0: better. That sounds amazing. Okay, guys, here's the deal. We are at, um, we, we've, we've blown past the hour mark. Um... And we have so much more content. We have questions. Yeah, we have. Ask us anything. We have a ton of them. Um, we also had a, a couple other topics. I will suggest that we hold them for next week's episode. I agree. You guys cool with that? Last week I didn't want to
1: stop the train because it was our first time back. Yeah. But now that we're going to be continuing this weekly. Yeah. We will push these questions to next week. If you did ask us something, we will bring it up next week and answer it.
0: Absolutely, I'd like to keep our episodes, you know, the length of like a commute. You know what I mean? So when people are driving to work and stuff like that, um, they could listen to us and not and not miss the end of the episode. So um, I think we call it. Um, I agree, Jones. You cool with that? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. All right. Well, you want to do your uh, sign-off shtick? Yeah.
1: Listen. So everyone who chimed in today, and literally every time we post something on the gram or whether you texted me throughout the week or like stopped and told one of us what you thought about the show like we really appreciate it and big time keep, keep doing it because it just helps us make the show better knowing what you're into
0: yeah tell us what you want to hear from us tell us what you want us to talk about tell us how we can make the show better uh, just just keep just keep uh keep doing what you're doing because it's been amazing. yeah don't stop it's been amazing and we're so glad to be back and uh Yeah, we're going to be doing this every week. We're not going to let it. We're not going to we're not going to ghost you anymore. We promise. Yeah, we're done with that. Yeah, we've grown up. We've grown up a little bit.
1: We're not scared of commitment anymore.
0: Yeah, we got pubes now. So (laughs) sweet.
1: So, yeah. So um, we love you guys. I love you. Three. Love you. I appreciate you guys. Only Two of you. (laughs) I love
0: I love all three of you guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, I guess until next week. Bye.
2: Peace.